Hello and welcome to another episode of Bare Minimum Babe. My name is Amanda Cunningham and I am the founder and host of this podcast and the business Bare Minimum Babe. I had a wonderful conversation with our guest on today's episode. Her name is Dawn Calvinisti. Uh, the whole episode basically centered around perfectionism, which totally makes sense because she's kind of a coach and she focuses on perfectionism within uh, women who want to move past perfectionism and kind of have that manifest and how to move forward beyond that and get out of those negative thought patterns. And so if you struggle with perfectionism, which I think most of us do in some capacity, especially if you're a business owner, because you don't want to put crap out into the world, right? I'm putting like crap in your air quotes because it's usually not crap. We're usually just like really harsh on ourselves. Um, like I saw something, I don't know, some post quote thing on the internet on Instagram and it said, uh, your worst, your worst work isn't as bad as you think it is. And your best work isn't as good as you think it is. Meaning you're always improving all the time. And then even as you're working on things, you're going to be hard on yourself, right? So it's not as bad as you think it is. And your best work isn't as good as you think it is. And so there is no perfect thing because as you reach that next level of knowing what to do, I don't know, X, Y, and Z, you're going to learn other facets that you didn't know because you're now understanding one part of it. You can see the other parts that you didn't know how to do. So there's always going to be like an improvement situation, right? And I felt this all the time within music where if I just learn this, this thing in music theory, then I'll know how to do it. But then I would learn it and I would feel just as like unable to do stuff because then I saw all the other 50 ways that I didn't know how to do stuff because I understood this one facet now. And then again, next step, next step. And I it, point is you'll never be satisfied. There is no perfect. There is no knowing everything, right? And the action provides the feedback. And that's kind of what we talk about, Don and I, in this episode is perfectionism, how you're never going to get it right. And you shouldn't hold that back. And I've talked about this a couple in a couple episodes, um, but it was nice to have a guest on to talk about it who specializes in perfectionism, in procrastination, in people pleasing. So if you struggle with all those things, which again, I think we all do, especially as business owners, because we want to do things right, quote, then I think this episode is for you. And I did want to quickly highlight that um, you should grab my Kill the Hustle workbook. If you're struggling with your marketing or feeling overwhelmed or burnt out, it'll really help you because it'll make you go through and think of things in a different way. And really, if you just take like, I don't know, like an hour and a half at a cafe, sipping your latte and doing like your weekly reflection, I'm this is me, what I would do. <laughs> how I like to hang out at cafes and do work with my daughter across from me. We like do a little co-working thing. And by co-working, I mean, she watches like YouTube shorts and like stuff. And I actually work, <laughs> but she's my coworker. Anyways, I would take her to the cafe and I would do this workbook. And that's actually where I built the workbook is at the cafe with co-working with my daughter. And anyways, get back on point, Amanda is okay. If you struggle with being, feeling overwhelmed, jealous of like other women's success, like I know that I'll like I've stopped doing this and I'll unfollow if I find myself doing this more, like if I actually catch myself, but you know, when you like follow, especially in other women, because this podcast is for women. So I'm talking to women. So I follow a lot of women who are doing something similar to me to get ideas from and to like, see how they're doing and then connect. Right. Like I'm not just like fully like jealousy following. It's more just like, Oh, getting inspiration. And it quickly follows into a spiral of like, oh, well, she's doing better than me. Oh, she's doing this. Why isn't this working for me? Like, why is she getting something? Whatever. So it quickly falls into that. And I, if I find that I feel that way more often than not, when I see this woman post, I realize it has nothing to do with her. It's a me thing, right? And so she maybe is shining and marketing in a different way that I'm not. And that isn't something that's bad about me. It just means it's something to look at. 
and like to look into the ways that I show up and the ways that I want to show up, like what my offer is, what she like, look at the different ways. And so this workbook, for example, helps you look at that of like, instead of looking at other people to see how they're doing things to how you can kind of copy and paste it. It's like, how do you show up? What is your, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? You know, because if I'm following this woman whose uh, strength is my weakness, it doesn't make sense to do what she's doing and use that as an example of like what I could do to promote my business. Like it sure it is, but it's not the way that I would show up best. Right. And so it doesn't make sense for me to try to copy that and then be upset and overwhelmed with myself that I just can't seem to get it quote right. So that is the workbook kill the hustle. It'll help you get through those types of things. Take a nice afternoon, sip your latte, whatever, do that workbook. It's really helpful. It is in the episode show notes and I think that's it. And I can't wait for you to hear the conversation I had with Dawn. Let's get to the episode. Hello, welcome to another episode of Bare Minimum Babe. I am here with Dawn Calvinisti and she is a wonderful life coach and she works with people pleasers, perfectionists, and procrastinators to help them rewire their negative thoughts. I'll let her speak more about that, but that's from what I'm understanding the awesome thing that she does. So Dawn, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself and kind of like the journey to lead you where you are of empowering awesome women? Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Amanda. Um, I love just the whole idea of women building women up, women um, recognizing other women's strengths, the idea of, you know, we're not in competition. And if another woman has yes. done it to me, that's like, woohoo, if she can do it, I can. So um, I think that really probably was part of the beginning of my journey. Um, I come from a background of natural health, actually, and was a doula and a childbirth educator um, and a homeopath. And as kind of my world was growing and developing and I had kids and my kids were getting older. Um, we were just dealing with different issues naturally. And I was introduced into network marketing um, for my kids issues and loved what I was getting into, loved the whole, I think, personal growth aspect the most, mm. even more than, than the network marketing and took that business really quickly to a, a multiple six figure income and the top 3% of the company um, in less than three years and retired my husband because we were driving nice. donated emergency vehicles all the way down to Guatemala from Canada. And I wanted him to have time to be able to, to do that in a bigger way. And yeah. so that was kind of the beginning of my journey was understanding, like I can actually start dreaming about things that I never would have thought were possible. And as, you know, as the business grew, as we scaled, then that made me think, well, this isn't the only thing I can mm -hmm. do on this scale. Like yeah. I've, I've learned so much. Why can I not start helping other women uh, to break those barriers, barriers and see those dreams and get out of the, the negative spin yeah. and see what is possible. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm just curious what led you to do like the emergency vehicles and things like what led to that? <laughs> uh, this is a weird story, but literally we were at a little tiny um, town where they were having a, a, some type of a family day celebration and the fire department was there. Like often they're there and like kids get in trucks and try them out. And yeah. they had an old fire truck sitting there. And my husband who is originally from Guatemala and has relatives oh, okay. in volunteer fire departments here just said, what do you do with your old vehicles? And they're like, we don't really know what we're going to do with it. And he's like, 
can I have it? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, explained why and and they're like, yeah, sure. So that was, yeah, that was the beginning of us figuring out how to do that. Okay. That's cool. That was just super like, how does one get, cause you've like hear these people's business and you're like, how did that even, I didn't even know that was a thing. And it's just so interesting to like, oh yeah, of course that's a a thing. Um, getting back on topic to, <laughs> to, <laughs> to what you do with life coaching. Um, cause I know you deal with people pleasing and perfectionism and procrastination, I guess just getting straight into it. What do you find is like the thing holding most of them back? Like I know those three things, but like what specifically within those things and maybe like, I don't know, just curious what you find, I guess, just like generally and how they get themselves stuck in that and how that maybe manifest itself from forward action and getting, like you were saying, like being able to like dream of other, other things, you know? Yeah. I I mean, in reality, all three of those things are a perfectionistic mindset. Um, So if you're a people pleaser, there's perfection in wanting to do things really well for Mm -hmm. other people, right. And to look good for other people. And that's a form of perfection. If you're a procrastinator, you tend to be a perfectionist and that's what holds you back because if you don't do it well, or you fail, or if it, you know, if it gets so overwhelming, there's so many steps and you want to do it just right. You procrastinate. And, you know, when I call a perfectionist, like really that's the high achiever, somebody who just wants to do go from zero to a hundred in two seconds and do it all and be the best. And so I think the similarities between them all is the idea of, I, I can't let myself rest if I don't do, 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 if I don't constantly, um, you know, get it done and see results from it and whatever mm-hmm. their definition of success is, if that isn't happening for me, then my worth and my value is tied to that so much that then, you know, I'm, I'm not worthwhile. I'm, yeah. I am a failure. I'm not a success. I'll never be able to do it. And so that's the, probably the main thing I see is just how much value, personal value and worth is tied up into those. That's what I was, I was hoping you would get to that conclusion. Cause that's what I realized with my own stuff. And I did a separate episode about the perfectionism and the procrastination and how it's so often just like basically basking in like uncertainty because you're not sure which like will give you the most feedback on like, if you're worth something, I don't know how to phrase it, but like, you know, people like so highly, like I'm a perfectionist and they think it's like this badge of honor, but really it's just like, from what I found with my personal experience, it seems like when I was doing that, I was almost like making it myself worth that I was like going to make something perfect. But like, because you were always waiting for it to be perfect, that you weren't doing anything. And it was just such a struggle to realize that and still work through that. Like, how do you get these women to like work through that? I guess to like, cause it's, it take, I feel like it takes a minute to like realize that's like a legitimate thing and that like, no, you're a perfectionist for a reason. It's not just because you like things to be perfect. Like nobody wants to turn out like crap things. Like nobody's purposely like, you know, so I'm like, how do you get them to figure that out and kind of like step out of that? Yeah, it's, it is totally um, something that can be a badge of honor and all three of those things actually have some really good points to them. I mean, like you said, it's great to want to do things well. There's nothing wrong Mm -hmm. with having that kind of mentality. Um, You know, it's great to, to want to be, 
um, aware of other people and meeting their needs and uh, wanting to put something good forward so that other people feel good. Like there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with even procrastination if it allows you to think and not leap and do something that you're going to have to backtrack now and redo it all because you mm-hmm. really didn't take the time to to process. So there's good points to that. But when we start feeling like that keeps us stuck, like I can't get this done. I can't move on to the next level. I, you know, I can't do the thing. Um, I'm feeling so incredibly overwhelmed because I can't possibly live up to the expectation in my head of how it should turn out. Um, you know, or, or I need to be this for other people to the detriment of myself and my ability to cope. Then that's when, you know, recognition usually starts to show up the, the, of the three, the one that, people least recognize as actually people pleasing. Ooh, I feel like I, can you explain more about that? Cause I feel like there's so many like different, I was actually going to ask you about this. And since you brought it up, I'm like, can you explain more about that? Cause there's so many like different facets and like little TikTok trends that you'll see. And I'm like, how does that manifest? Like, why do people not see that one? Yeah. And people pleasing is something that usually, I mean, all of these really are more of a, uh, a nurture than a nature. And so yeah. with, people pleasing a lot of times it was that's how you fit in that's how you were accepted that's how you received praise that's how you were um told you were you're a good good kid or um how nice you are or what a great friend you are and so it's something that sounds like on the outside like you should stay in it because mm-hmm. that's what that's where you you fit yeah. in and are accepted in society. And so for a lot of people, they don't think of the, themselves as people pleasers. They're just really nice. I'm just a really nice person. Everybody likes me. Yeah. Everybody loves to be my friend. They love being around me, but they don't necessarily understand. But you're wearing a mask all the time. You're you're trying to be the, you know, everything to everyone. And yeah. most of the time, people pleasers don't recognize what their needs are or what they want because they defer to others. And so yeah. To get them to even understand that they're doing that, they would say, no, I, I just like that. But they don't actually yeah. know if they like it or they're just liking it because somebody else does. Yeah. And I guess that's like a hard thing too, because it makes you feel happy to like make other people happy. Like that's why we do stuff, right? You're not, most people, right? <laughs> Are doing it to make other people, like they get a business because they're helping some people do something. So it's like a fine line, I guess, of figuring that out and maybe un- like, deconditioning, unconditioning that I don't know what the proper D or on situation is. Um, like, I guess out of the three of those, like, where do you find the most struggle? Like they're all kind of interconnected, but like, where do you feel like the most is like there in terms of like resistance and like moving forward on things? Cause the whole point of like this podcast and what I'm doing with bare minimum babe is like, what is the bare minimum to get started on something? Cause when I thought about it, I was like, I don't want people to think that means I'm like lazy and like, you know, like, let's just go ahead and slap it. I'm like, no, it's because I was, I don't want to say like a recovering perfectionist, but like I was so wrapped up in like color coding and like planning that I was like not executing. Um, and so like for my own interest, I'm just like, for me, the procrastination and the perfectionism, I guess, cause you kind of, perfectionism is like its own way to procrastinate. Like it's kind of like an interwoven situation. What are some techniques that you tell your clients to use to kind of get the bare minimum going to get out of that situation? Yeah. I mean, I think number one, if it's perfectionism, it's understanding like you will never have it just right. right? When, When you're, when you're developing a business, the best thing you can do is to take action because then you have feedback. 
And without that feedback, you don't know what works. You don't know what to improve. You don't know what to let go of. You don't know how much time things take. You don't know um, how things could be done differently. What could be delegated? What can be, you know, not. So unless you actually take the step, you hold yourself to like a really low level and the inability to grow or scale. And I think that's the thing is actually for all of these, taking action is the one that gives you the most return. And for perfectionists, it's understanding that I have to do it messy. I have to just take the step because without that, I can't possibly reach whatever my thing is of perfection. And that's always going to increase anyway. So there never is going to be a perfect, but yeah, but I can never make it better. I can never do my best because I don't have the feedback. So if I want to do my best, I have to take the action, see what works, see what sticks, see what doesn't. Yeah. And then I can go again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, cause I recently put up like an Instagram, uh, you know, in the stories you can put like a poll in like, anyways, um, I took like a selfie and I just, I purposely made it like a weird selfie. And then like, you know, did it like the poll was like, it's better to show up awkward than not show up at all. Yes. No. And I had a couple people answer no. And the people that answered no, I wasn't honestly surprised that they answered no. Um, and then I was like, am I, am I judging them? But I'm like, because I can like see my old version of myself. And then I'm like, no, that totally makes sense. Cause the whole reason why I put it up was for me to be like, to tell this to myself because like not showing up is worse because then they forget I even exist. And like, I don't, I don't know. I'm just like, I, cause sometimes I, I maybe I've, I mean, you've probably heard this before of like, what bothers you and others the most is like some like reflection of you. And I'm asking this for my own sake. And like, I've heard this from other people too, but like, it bothers me sometimes when like, I hear people getting in like that when the people that answered no I was like that totally makes sense it's what I expected but I was like it bothered me because I was like this is why you're not like doing and I, I you can't like make them see you know what I mean like I can't like shake you and be like stop it like you need to I don't know I just like I don't know how to bring that to someone's attention like is it like a process you have to kind of work through yourself and just like accept and like I guess be comfortable with being uncomfortable in the pushing through. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like almost everything else, it's, it's that initial recognition, right. Being aware. I mean, we can't do anything for any area of growth if we're not aware. Um, and, and it's not like, these are not areas where you can point it out very well to people. Like nobody wants to hear you say, you know, you really need to work (laughs) on that perfectionism. (laughs) They're not like, okay, thanks for letting me know that. Thank you. Um, right. Exactly. So it, it is a, it's a tough spot. And I think the thing that I love, and I mean, I business coach more than any other area, but for me, I think that's the beauty of coaching is that as you're working through some issue somebody's having, yeah, it allows you to show a little bit of a light there, right? That yeah, this yeah. is something that seems to keep coming up until they can turn around and say, oh yeah, yeah. I might be a little bit you know, have too high expectations or yeah, I might be yeah. you know, worried about what other people are thinking about that and, and letting them start to understand like, this is the territory you're walking in. Right. It's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, just part of what shows up and it shows up in every single area of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these will show up throughout. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally, I, I'm, you probably heard this, like, there's like the meme of like this, 
like the therapist, the guy walking away from the therapist being like, that was the best conversation ever. And the therapist didn't say like a word because they just worked through their own issues. It just reminded me of that, of like letting them work through their own issues. And that's, I had struggles with this a little bit because I tend to be a little bit more blunt and honest. And I've had to like rein that back and be like, Amanda, people don't like it when you just say like, you're being like, blah, blah, blah. Like you have to like say like, well, do you think they need to like phrase it as questions and like get them to like work? So that was like, that's been a struggle for me personally. I'm curious about your general business and kind of like what, I guess what you're working on now, just like, cause I know you're setting your own, like own goals in addition to like, you're helping your clients reach their goals. Like what are your goals? Cause I feel like sometimes that gets like intermixed with like clients of like just getting more clients, but like, what is the, like, what are you mainly working towards? So like, I'm curious, what are your goals right now and how are you working towards them and how you feel about them? Yeah. So Last year was my year of learning things that were new um, in order to grow my audience. And so that was a big part of 2022 and just growing my email list, networking, um, you know, building collaborations because I knew I really wanted to launch a podcast this year. So when I, when I launched in January, Imperfection in Progress podcast, um, it was really nice because I had the network. I had, you know, lots of people to interview, um, you know, I, I, because I do a lot of collaborative events, I have ads to promote because those are yeah. coming up. And um, so I think this year really is just a year of, again, continuing to grow, but using a different medium um, mm-hmm. because I love the interview. I love this. I I love talking yeah. to people. I love figuring out how they work. I like hearing their stories and how they're getting through things. Um, and so for me, that's really the focus this year, along with, again, just continuing to scale my yeah. email list and, and networking again. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have, um, I guess just like, do you have a lot of online events or in person? Like what's the combo? Cause I feel like there's, everything's been online and things are like slowly moving to in person. And so I'm just curious how you're like div- dividing those up and handling them as you're like doing all the other 50 million things. Cause that's the, I feel like the issue sometimes with like being your own business is like which things to do and like in person you can do less of them, but maybe they're more high touch. I'm just curious, like how you handle those. Yeah. So for me, because I live in Guatemala and the majority of my audience is not in Guatemala, I am online, which is for me is a huge pivot. Like when we, before we moved to Guatemala, um, I was person to person all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, doing classes or teaching or whatever in person. And then when we moved, then that pivoted my business online. And then when the pandemic hit, that was fine because I was trying to do that anyway. Um, Yeah. So for me, like the online events are online events. And I I really enjoy that part, partially because I'm an introvert. And so I love that. I don't necessarily have to get out in a crowd and that does not energize me. And it takes me a lot to recover from, but yet, I really love people. So that makes it easy for me. Um, And I think the other part too, like now in my wheelhouse are thoughts of, okay, I can actually do in-person retreats. I mean, Guatemala is phenomenal for that. So, you know, that's kind of in the process in the back of my head is that would be a a way to do some in-person things here and have offerings here. So yeah, it's a little bit, a little bit there, but right now it's mostly online. Okay. Okay. And our, Cause I know a lot of people that are listening or doing the combo situation. So I'm just curious, like what have been like the massive differences in terms of like, I guess learning curves. Cause they're like different. Right. So I'm just curious, like the learning curves and maybe the, 
failures, like the tech, like even just starting this episode, you like walked me through how to do something on zoom because I was struggling. So I was like, there had to have been some awkward, like trying to look professional, but like a little bit, I need like five minutes. Can you like, <laughs> don't judge me really quickly. So I'm just curious with the learning curves and kind of like how you handled the, the changes, you know, without feeling hopefully bad about yourself, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm big on have a plan and really break it down into bite-sized chunks. And for me, tech scares me like all the time. And when I think of like, if I have to learn something new that has is heavy tech, then, you know, I, that would be my procrastination, like right there, that would probably put me into that mode. But I've also learned that there are a lot of really amazing resources out there free, you know, low cost or higher price, like whatever. There's such a huge range of women that are really good. And I love to support women. So women that are really good at laying that out. And so, um, some of it was, you know, taking some, uh, some coaching in that area and learning. I mean, if, if that's going to get me there faster, Mm -hmm. that's what coaching is great for. So if that's going to get me there faster and cut out a lot of the, you know, glitches that I would have, if I tried to figure out myself, I'm all for it. Um, so I did some of that, um, found some, a really good platform built by again, a woman, um, really had a good conversation about, okay, Hey, I don't have a website. I don't know how to do automations. I, you know, how do you set up a newsletter sequence? Um, what do I need to do this? And then, okay, now what order do you do that in? And, And I think that was the thing was understanding, okay, you know what? You can be pretty minimal when you're trying to get things set up Mm -hmm. because again, it's better that you have something that's working and then expand than Mm -hmm. to try to do everything. And like, none of it runs together. You're piecemealing it. You you know, nothing goes to anything. Um, You're realizing as you're sending out things that there's nothing on the other end, like there's just so much that can go wrong. And so for me, it was just really working with some women that were super helpful at saying like, you only need this. If you want to do it yourself, you know, you can learn that if you don't, you know, this is what you would do and, and just going for it. And so I love that now. I feel like, I feel like I know how to do it. And I also now have been able to hire a VA and show them this is what yeah. I need. This is how I like it. Cause I do like things done really well and can turn it over and feel comfortable at. Of course. Yeah, of course. That's, I, I love that you mentioned that with the hiring other people to like learn and stuff like that. Cause I feel like for me, my hardest thing as my own business owner and trying to try, start my own thing is like, I probably everybody is like doing everything yourself. And especially like I've been doing marketing for eight years. So I'm like, Oh, I know all the stuff that should be going into the website. And like all the stuff you're talking about that you had to hire someone. I'm like, Oh, I could have been the person you hired. I know how to do all that. But like, that's part of my own problem is cause I'm like, I know all the million steps to get it to like good that it's like, okay, Amanda, like, what do you actually like realist, like real talk? Like, what do you need right now? Like, do you need to fill out this entire funnel? Probably not. So like for me, that's my hard part of business is like, which is the whole point of bare minimum, like Amanda, what did I need bare minimum to get started? So mine is like feeling I need to DIY and overwhelming myself. So I'm curious, like what, what your maybe least part or most like difficult part of being like a business owner is for you? It's probably similar. Like I have a hard time turning things over. Yeah. Um, because I really, as much as I'm scared of tech, I want to know how to do it. Yeah. I want to be able to say, okay, I know how to do it. And so if something goes wrong or somebody, you know, is sick and can't get it done, mm-hmm. I can jump in and do it. Um, 
But then when I learn it, I think, well, I already know it. So I might as well do it. Yeah. And, and so I've really yeah. learned like that, but that's, did I build a business so that I can do graphics in yeah. Canva? Uh, no. <laughs> did I build a business so that I can, you know, sit in the back end and automate an email sequence? Uh, no, <laughs> like, like that, that half hour, hour, I could be making calls to, or getting on more yeah. You know, coaching calls. I could be reaching out to more people. I could be nurturing my audience. Like yeah. that's where they want to see my face. They don't want to know that I did the back end. Like they don't, yeah, they don't care. No, it like, just needs coaching clients are, did you do it? No. <laughs> I chatted with a really great, again, somebody who's really great at the back end. And she just said to me, there's a really bad stigma around the idea of hiring for tech for your business. And yet you would have no issue hiring an accountant. Like you'd yeah. just be like, I don't know taxes. I'm going to hire an accountant. But if someone says like, well, I should know everything else about every other area and I should do it all. Like that's okay. Whereas in reality, yeah. you're not, you're not a social media guru. You're not, um, you know, amazing at tech or whatever it is that you're not amazing at. So why do you think you have to do it? Why would you not farm that yeah. out as well and get really good service out of it? So I, I just try to keep that in mind. Yeah. I love that. Cause that's, what I've been kind of thinking about what I've found with a lot of like the women that I've been talking about, the business owners is like, I guess it's like just doing your own business and like feeling like you have to do it all because like you want to know how to do it all in case something happens, but it's not like a client or whoever has ever been like, wow, Dawn, that's a really nice funnel you made. It worked so well. Like, <laughs> I don't, and even me, like I spent like a half hour this morning in Canva and like after like the, let's be honest, it was more like 45 minutes. I'm going to be honest. It was not 30 minutes. It was 45 minutes. Like I was like, did I need to, could I have just, Amanda, did you just waste 45 minutes? Like, did you just waste 45 minutes? But I don't realize it until I'm in it in like, you know, and could you just get going? And you're like, I just, for that purpose, I'm like, when do you realize like, uh, you know what I mean? Like uh, uh, this morning, I literally like 45 minutes. I'm like, and Amanda, you just spent 45 minutes of your morning twiddling around with the font in a Canva. Like I have a good template now that I can just kind of, you know, use forever. Right. But like, could someone else have done that? Like, what is the point for you that you realize those things without the 45 minutes wasted <laughs> or more? Yeah. I, I mean, it's interesting. I think when you're, when you're starting to understand that you are eating up time where you could be making money, yeah. it changes. Right. But it also, that means it also, you have to understand where it is that you make money. Yeah. Right. So if you're not aware of where you should best be putting your resources, your talents, your abilities, your face, like what your clients actually want to see you mm. in things that nobody else can do, then great. Like that's what you should be doing. So anytime you're not doing those things, you really need to look at like, is it energizing you? Cause there's yeah. some things I do in my business that I don't need to do, but I actually love that. And so it's fun yeah. for me. And that's almost like the, okay, I had a really, really heavy day. There's a few things I need to get done, um, you know, for tomorrow, but I'm going to take 10 minutes of downtime and do this part of my business. Cause I actually enjoy yeah. this. And at the end of it, then I'm going to be ready to get back into that other stuff that maybe isn't my favorite. Um, so, th I mean, I get that, but if you're, finding that you're often doing things that you yeah. can teach somebody else to do, or you could hand over, like you'll never scale. You'll never scale yeah. until you turn that over and start using that time to grow. What are the things you love that you said to energize you that you don't need to do, but you like doing? What are those things? Yeah. So for me, it's probably, I, I like podcast editing. Like I really uh, 
enjoy yeah. that. Um, and if a lot of people, it's funny, like you, I know, do. but a lot of people, like, they, like they cannot stand that and wish they could just get it off their plate. And to me, like, that's fun. That's the the part I like. And meanwhile, I have learned to hand a lot of it over. Yeah. Um, but some of it, I don't like just, just teeny, a teeny bit that doesn't take me long for each episode. I actually keep that tiny bit for myself because it makes me feel like I still get to do a little bit of that, but I've learned that the large majority of time, cause it is time consuming. Yeah. I don't touch it. I, I never yeah. turn it over, but yeah. Okay. I was just curious, like what the random thing is. Cause that's why I think I messed around in Canva longer than I probably should have. And I got, cause I got, you also get lost in the flow and I'm like, Oh, it's because I set a timer for 25, like 30 minutes and it went over and I was in the flow and I was like, no, it looks, I enjoy it. And I was like, eventually I want to hand this off, but I actually really like doing it. And so I was like having this whole 20 minute shower and conversation with myself of like, is this something you want to hand off right now? Do you need to hand this off? Like you like doing it, but like, what would you have done? And that's, it was this whole conversation in my head. Cause I'm like, I could afford to have someone else do this, but do I want to do that right now? I was just, I don't know. I don't know how to like handle it. There's no right or wrong. What's your favorite part of being a business owner? Like even what you do, maybe even day to day. Probably my very favorite is the networking, the, the meeting other people, whether it's coaches or clients, like that doesn't really matter. I love hearing people's journeys. I love seeing where they're at, what they've been doing, um, where they're stuck, where they're growing, um, what what they came from to what they've become now. There's just so many really cool stories of, you know, having no idea that you would ever end up where you are today. Right. So all that is so much fun. Yeah. I feel the same way, like with the, with like the unique. And I think you talked about this before I saw somewhere, but like not realizing that everyone has, I don't know if you said superpower or like they have a strength that maybe they, they don't see. Cause everyone's like, I'm not special. Like nobody cares. And, but like, I was just talking to my friend the other day, she was thinking about how to like, you know, promote her new songs and stuff. And I'm like, girl, I've seen like people go live for like two hours, just standing in their kitchen, talking to their father, making their meals, not even interacting. And there's like 50 people coming in and out. And she was like, really? And I'm like, yes. And she was like, yeah, I guess that's true. It was just, I don't know, crazy to me. Like, I, I, I don't know. I just showing up in that way and like meeting people, people are just curious to see what people are doing. Like, we're just curious. I, I don't know. So I don't know where I was going though. I just like that answer. Cause I feel the same, same way where I'll just like curious of their stories. I don't even know what I'm going to do with this information that they're giving me. I'm just curious about their stories because there's just so many things that like people think that are weaknesses or not interesting. And they'll, they'll tell you and you're like, what, why aren't you talking about that? That's super awesome. Like you should be using that in your marketing or like something like that. Like, do you help the women that you work with kind of like use that part of themselves or maybe like see the stuff that they've previously seen as weaknesses and turn them into strengths or like reframe that and use it in some capacity? Do you, do you work with that as well? Yeah. I I mean, one of my areas of genius really is closing sales. So like having the sales conversation, putting yourself out there, um, you know, and doing it often. And so that's the area where I, I find that I use that a lot because for most women, uh, no matter what their business is, they'll be like, I'm not a salesperson. I'm not salesy. That's the first thing I hear. And I I always think, okay, but we all are, we all recommend things to people all the time. Yeah. Right. But as soon as it has anything to do with us having a financial gain out of it, it's like, Oh, Oh, I can sell. Right. So it has this whole taboo thing around it. And for me, like, I think that's the fun part is saying to someone, okay, but how you sell the movie you just went to 
or the book you read or the, the food item that you really love or whatever, that's how you sell whatever it is you're selling. Like it's yeah. the same language. It's the same feel. It's the same energy so that you don't feel like suddenly you have to put on a sales hat and like be slimy to do something with someone. And so that's the part I love is the getting to know somebody and really getting to know their personality and what is easy for them in how they talk and how they yeah. um, enjoy life and be able to say, okay, now let's take this into your business and still be you, still be authentic so that you can promote whatever it is you're promoting so that you can ask somebody for the actual sales so that you can do those things. And so to me, that's one area where for sure you want to be able to, to just be really yourself and, and knowing your strengths and your, you know, your superpowers. Yeah. Um, that's where it comes through huge because I think that's one of the most uncomfortable areas in most people's mm. businesses. If you could go back 10 years, what would you tell your younger self? Like maybe I wouldn't say like regret stuff, but like, what would you tell yourself? Maybe like the failures that turned into not failures that turned into lessons learned and success. Like what would you tell yourself to kind of be cognizant of or be more relaxed about or whatever it is that thing is? Yeah, for me, I mean, it's going back to what we talked about at the beginning. It's that there is no such thing as perfect. There is no way that, you know, having super high expectations are going to get me ahead. Um, and I think if I had let go of that feeling of having to do things just right, things would have moved a lot more quickly. I would have been a lot yeah. less frustrated. Um, I would have had a lot more um, self-worth and confidence. And um, really, I think, the bottom line is it just, it keeps you so stuck and so frozen um, when you feel like things have to be just right. And so I wish somebody had just stepped into my life back then yeah. and said like, totally not necessary. Just take the step and then we'll reassess. <laughs> I love that. Cause that's totally with the perfection procrastination situation that we're just generally talking about. I'm like finding a theme right now. And I'm like, I think it's probably going to be that vibe for the episode title and figuring it out that way. But okay. Yeah. I love that answer. Last question. And we kind of already, this is kind of answered this, but because the podcast is called bare minimum, babe, I wanted to know how you move forward in your business, in your life, your per professional, per personal life, whatever it is, all the things on just getting started like to not overwhelm yourself and just like, okay, bare minimum. What is the bare minimum thing that I need to do right now? to move the needle, whatever that thing is, even if it's like making a dentist appointment, I don't care what it is. Like, how do you move through that to get to that? Yeah. So I'm a list maker. And for me, the easiest, easiest thing for me is literally listing every single thing I feel needs to be done today. Um, because when it's all down on a piece of paper, it's so much easier for me to say, yeah, this is important this could be done today or anytime this week. Yeah, this may or may not get this done this month. Um, yeah, these will take five minutes. Let's slot them in later in the day because I don't have to have my brain and I'm best in the morning. Yeah, these are best first thing because that's when I'm going to be at my best. Um, so I think for me, really, that's what moves the needle forward because it always seems achievable then because there's always um, a focus on what has to be done. and what might get done today if there's more time and then, you know, everything else can get added to tomorrow's list or the next days or whatever. But for me, I need, yeah. I need that list to be able to feel like I know what is important and how to stay in my lane for that day. 
<laughs> how to stay in my lane for that. I love that you said that because usually it's like a stay in your lane. Like I need to stay in my own lane. That's funny. <laughs> um, out of my own curiosity, do you just do that every single day and like on a piece of paper or like, how do you do that? Yeah. So you know how people have like day timers and they have like hours and everything's all minuted yeah. out. Like there's all these wonderful planners. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've tried them all. Like I think I've tried them all, but I just use a planner, like just a agenda where every day of the week is in it uh, for the whole year. And I literally write down everything okay. for that day, but, but it usually is Sunday. Like Sunday will plan and put everything in it that are non-negotiables. Like you know, mm-hmm. this meeting right now with you, that's in for this week from Sunday. Um, so everything gets put in that has to happen at certain times with yeah, the time okay. beside it. And then, yeah. And then everything else goes in that I know of at the beginning of the week. And then when I wake up in the morning, the very first thing I do, the first five to 10 minutes is just anything else that needs to be slotted in that came up, you know, in the morning or yeah. I just thought of, and then the day is done. And so, yeah, I go through the day and it makes me feel um, not just on task, but it makes me feel, I, I like to feel in control of the yeah. things I can control. Right. Yeah. And then the things I know that I might not control today. I'm okay with that too. Cause I've already said those may yeah. get shoved to another day. Okay. I love that. And I know I said that was the last question, but now I'm curious because I'm like implementing this whole like project, like with Asana, there's a million other things. So I know you said you have like a VA. Do you work with, I'm just curious, like how you dole that out once you get the team, what do you use to, you know, communicate then to to make sure like bigger projects, you know what I mean? Like how do you break them down? Is that still just the paper? No. So like I have a, I have three, um, events coming up in May and June. And so that has been broken down into a Trello board. So that's all color coded out for who's doing what, when. One event that we have coming up from May 1st to May 12th, if you're listening to it in real time, um, is that we have a a 12 speaker masterclass series called The Elevated Entrepreneur. Um, for women. And it's, this is specifically for female entrepreneurs who are really looking to, I would say, stop the hustle and grind feeling of their business and move into ease and flow. So that is really what we're focusing on. It's totally free. Um, and it's, it's just something that both there's a, uh, one of my very, very good friends and accountability partners is working on this with me. So we're just hugely, hugely behind women, loving their business, getting up and being excited about it, feeling like they can take care of themselves and not burn out while they're trying to create something. And so yes. um, we we felt the need to to put something together to really help support that. I love that. I'm going to sign up for it. And that sounds lovely. And I feel like I don't want to ask you more questions. I already said I would wrap up, but you mentioned the accountability partner and I have one myself. And I feel like that's so important. A lot of women don't have that. And I just want to like quickly highlight that like it's so wonderful. I literally spoke to mine on Monday and she hyped me up so much that I was like, already, I'm good for the rest. Like I still feel like I still feel pretty jazzed about it. And like you work on things together and you create things that are, you know, I don't want to say bigger than just you, but like you can create things therefore that are, that require more man, man, woman power, whatever, you know, more ideas and stuff like that. So I just feel like they're so important. And I just wanted to highlight that really quickly. And I will totally sign up for that. That sounds wonderful. And I love the kill the hustle situation because yes, you shouldn't be building a business that burns you out. Otherwise you, what are you, what are you doing? So, okay. Um, well, thank you so much, Dawn, for joining me on this episode. And I'd love to have you back if you're free. And then you can put me on your planner on a Sunday or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for having me, Amanda. This is a fun conversation. 
Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Bare Minimum Babe. I hope you really enjoyed the conversation that Dawn and I had. I know that I really enjoyed it. Um, and I just wanted to share again, like I did in last episode with Susie Dickstein, um, the importance of not feeling bad about things that go wrong or asking for help. Um, like I alluded to in this episode, uh, or somewhat, I don't know, at some point in the episode, um, the tech was being weird again because I'm new to having guests. And so I'm still trying to figure out a platform. And she told me like workarounds for one of the platforms she was using. And then she, act, which I didn't know about that. Like I didn't know features that, you know, this platform had. And so we had to have a lot of, we, so she told me some workarounds like before the episode. And then I got set up and I literally paid for it like the month right there. Um, just to get things going because I didn't know until I had the conversation. And the only reason I found this stuff out and found a solution for myself was because I asked her for assistance and she was gracious enough to help. And so I just want to like, again, point that out that even though like, I don't know if like you're looking at me like an expert because I have a podcast and I'm just like talking and a mic at you, but like, I don't know what I'm doing either. Like I'm figuring it out too. People, people are always figuring it out. They're just not talking about it the same way that you would want to hear, like hear all the messes because it's not as like cute and sexy and like, doesn't seem as professional and like impressive. Right. But I'm not trying to be impressive through what I'm doing with bare minimum, babe. I'm trying to show you like it's the bare minimum to get started and to like ask for help. And I don't know, it might've annoyed Dawn that she had to do that. And I, you know, I apologize and stuff like that. And I really, I was really appreciative, but there's nothing that I could have done because I tested it beforehand. And as soon as she hopped on, you know, the call, it started getting glitchy. So it wasn't like I wasn't prepared. It just was a thing and we solved it and she walked me through it because she had been doing it herself too. And then she figured it out a solution. Then she was able to help me. And then literally I had an interview right the next night after my, my chat with Dawn. And I told this woman that I interviewed about the same solution. And she was like, Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Maybe I'll check it out. So, because, you know, Dawn helped me, I found this, she told me the solution, a different solution. And then I told somebody else the solution they didn't know. So anyways, point of the story is you will never be perfect. You're always learning. And I think that's like a good example for this episode of, I just wanted to share that that I will never get it right. Right. Like eventually I'll find a system that works. Right. But it's still going to be better than what I did last year and the year before that. And like, you know, and then the next year I'll be like, Oh, that sounds terrible. And that's what we talked about too, is like, even, you know, I w- I'll record like, cause I'm going to putting out an episode every week. Right. So that's going to be 52 episodes a year. Right. And then I'll look back on year three or whatever and be like, wow, episode 30 is garbage. And I hate the, you know, but like at episode 30, I was like, yeah, episode 30 is great. It's way better than the first 29. It's all relative. So that's just the perfectionism. You just go and you don't know what's right until you start doing it. And there is no right way to do things. And I talk about this all the time. There is no right way. There's no one way. It's just what fits you. Right. And I always say like, whatever doesn't hurt anyone else too. Cause there's obviously ways that fit you theoretically that aren't the best for other people. And then anyways, not getting into the whole thing, but I hope you really enjoyed this episode. If you did, please rate it five stars and pass it along to a friend. I know Don and I would really appreciate it if you share the message of perfectionism, not letting it get in your way. And I also wanted to quickly point out the offer that I have, the free workbook. It is in the episode show notes. And like I said, it will really help you think about things a different way. If you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling burnt out, if you're watching other women on Instagram, TikTok, like webinars, whatever, and thinking like they're doing amazing. Why isn't this working for me? Like, just stop it. Like you're fine. You need to figure out where your strengths lie, where you shine best, where your business fits in, where your offer stands out, how you show up to your business and kind of the ways you're leaning into that. And a lot of ways that you're probably not, because that's what we, I often find 
I'm talking to other women business owners is that we're often not leaning into what we're actually good at, right? And we're not like how Don and I were talking, we're not like passing things on that aren't we're not good at, like you can't expect it to be, I don't know, amazing at selling lip gloss and creating these amazing formulas. And then also be expected to like be amazing at accounting or be amazing at like doing these TikToks. Like it's completely different skill set, Right. And so, you know, figure out where you shine and show up to market your stuff in your business. I mean, maybe you don't, and maybe you want to outsource it to somebody else if you're able to, or if you're not able to, then just figuring out like, do I actually need to do this? Or is this just like a want, you know, I, I have the conversation with my daughter, like, do you want this or you need this? You know, like it's cool to want things. Right. But like, do you need this right now? No, like we're going to get this one. Like you don't need this one. We're going to do this one right now. We don't have to worry about this other thing right now. Just do what we need to do right now. And that's kind of just, you know, the bare minimum of like, what do you need? What do you have to do right now? So that is in the episode show notes, download that free workbook strategy guide. It's called kill the hustle. You're marketing your business all wrong. And I will be in your ears next week. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good day. Bye. 